Hey, my name is Phil, and this is my wife, Meredith, and we are the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're so glad that you have connected with us here today and that you're getting ready to listen to a message that we know is going to build a resilient faith in your life. Right now, in this moment and in our days ahead, let's continue declaring Jesus over every situation. Enjoy the message. We are going to look today at one of the scriptures which is a great place to start. We are gonna look at one of the gospels. We're gonna look in the gospel of Luke at exactly one of these moments where Jesus is continually keeping the disciples on their toes. They have just come from teaching. He has just told them the story of the Good Samaritan to a group of Pharisees making this, this big picture about what it means to be part of the kingdom of God. And then in Luke 10, starting in verse 38, it says, and now, as they went on their way. They were always on their way somewhere. Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed her, him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary and Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her he said to Martha you are worried and anxious about many things I came to talk in the next few moments to someone or some people who may find themselves worried and anxious about many things and the truth is we have many things to be worried and anxious about there are so many things that there are lying on us and pressing on us and waiting on us that leave us in a state of continually wondering and asking and, and leaning into all of these questions. Martha was in this position where she found herself anxious about all of the things that there were to be done and anxious about the position that she found herself in and anxious about the position she saw her sister in, which will come back to in a few moments but there was something about the place that Martha found herself that she had so much that she was worried about and so much that she was anxious about and she was stressing about it and she was worrying and moving and we find ourselves in these same types of positions where we have so much that there is weighing on our hearts and weighing on our minds I've been in conversation after conversation over the last several weeks with people who are in all kinds of different areas and spheres and fields. People working in higher education and people working in administration in elementary and high schools, business owners and parents alike. As I, as I talk to them, everyone has this same reoccurring thought that they are anxious and they are worried and part of the source of their anxiety and their worry is this 
thought of, I thought we would be done with this by now. In some ways, we don't want to talk about it because we're tired of talking about it, but the last couple years have been unprecedented, right? And we're tired of talking about it, but time and time again, as I'm having these conversations, people are saying, oh, we think we're done, but the truth is we're just seeing the effects on the kids who are in school of what the last couple years has meant to them. And as I talk to business owners, they're saying to me, oh, I thought that I was done with it, but the truth is I'm just starting to see the effect of what it means for my business now. For the, and I thought that I would be done with it, and I'm worried now because I'm trying to open up. I, I have this local business, and I'm trying to get it opened back up, but, man, I'm struggling to find people to work all of the shifts, and I'm struggling to keep people once I get them trained and hired, and, and that meant that I had to cut back some of the hours for my business, and then that means that that's impacting my revenue, and, and then that means that it makes it harder for me to hire good, qualified people to help me run this thing and so yeah, I'm up pacing the floor all night long because I'm worried and I'm anxious about what am I supposed to do about all this? God gave me this brand new baby and now I can't get him to sleep and I'm stressed and I'm worried about am I ever gonna get a full night's sleep ever again in my life? I'm worried about what all of this means and Jesus comes to Martha and he does the most infuriating thing you can do to someone who is worried and stressed out. He says to her, you're anxious and you're worried. Like, have you ever been stressed out and had somebody be like, you seem stressed? <laughs> I am, I am, that's because I am stressed. Like come up to a parent, new parents, right? Somebody come up to you, you seem tired. It's because I am tired. Jesus comes up to Martha, who is working. She is busy. She is trying to prepare an unexpected meal for Jesus and his 12 teenagers. <laughs> Have you ever tried to feed 12 teenage boys? These disciples are like old teenagers, young adults. They're like 17 to 22 is probably our like target age right here. She is trying to feed 12 17 to 22 year olds that she did not expect coming. She is in a fury in the kitchen and she is chopping up cucumbers and Jesus comes in, he's like, Martha, you seem stressed. <laughs> Can you imagine? We had like um, a couple years ago, Phil and I were, we moved houses, right? And so anyone who has ever moved, and we had a like, how old was Winston? Gosh, like two months old or something like that. Ridiculous, right? We have to pack all these boxes and do all this stuff. And this is not really like my core strength set. And I'm like trying to get everything. And I remember one day we're like trying to pack stuff and Phil's like, you seem really stressed. <laughs> I am really stressed. I am trying to pack up five humans with an infant and I have no idea what I am doing right now. There is nothing worse when you are already stressed and already anxious than for someone to come to you and point out to you. You just seem really stressed right now. But sometimes Jesus wants to shine a light. 
He wants to highlight what it is we're dealing with in our life, what it is that, that is underwriting in our life, the thing that we haven't really fully acknowledged in ourselves yet. Jesus comes to Martha and he says, I need you to recognize. I need you to see that I see that you are anxious and you are worried about much. Because Martha went to doing the thing that she was most comfortable with. She felt worried and she felt anxious and so she went straight to work. And she plowed herself into the work and she started preparing everything for everyone. And she started getting everything ready for everyone. And you can see her, but while she's doing it, the pressure is building on the inside of her. And while she's doing it, her patience is running just a little bit thinner because she's trying to swallow the anxiousness that she feels. And she's trying to swallow the worry that she feels, but the truth is that while she's kneading the bread, she's also stressed about what is her sister doing in the other room, and what is she doing in this room, and is she ever possibly, Martha went to the thing that she found the most comfort in, and for Martha it was getting busy, it was getting to work, it was making it seem like she had something active to do. We all have the places that we go when we're not sure what to do with the anxious feeling that we have. We all have the places that we go when we're trying to just push it down just a little bit more for some of us Jesus would have come in that kitchen and found us on like a two-hour TikTok binge because we love to numb our feelings of anxiety and we would have been like what up Jesus I've just been numbing my anxiety 90 seconds at a time over here it's cool it's cool I've just been scrolling on these videos I've learned how to redo my kitchen and I've learned what the latest trends are, and I've learned the most important news articles that the news missed this week, and I've watched this funny video about these cats falling out these windows. Jeez, I'm just numbing myself to the fact that the truth is I have a lot of concerns, and the truth is I have a lot of questions about what's going on. A lot of us try to avoid what's happening altogether. We would have been like, where? Jesus would have been like, where are you? Where did you go? Because when we feel worried and we feel anxious, our response, our response, reflex is to just disappear, to withdraw, to try to avoid the situation all together. Some of us plunge ourselves into what I like to call false work. Jump into things like researching, reorganizing for the 18th time. We're just trying to find something that we can get our hands on so that we can reevaluate and reassess exactly what it is that's happening. Martha was anxious and she was worried about this thing that was laid out before her and Jesus comes to her and he says, it seems like you're anxious and it seems like you're worried and he enters into the scene with Martha and it's not getting any better because this is where, I mean, Martha's got a lot to do. And this is where I would expect that Jesus is going to come in, the Lord, the servant of all, and say, Martha, I can see that you're so busy. I can see that you've opened your home to us. I can see that you've been preparing a space for us. You know what, Martha, let me help you in this moment. 
Let me come alongside you. And what can I do to lighten the load for you? What can I do? to? Do, have you heard that I can turn water into wine? I could just make this meal appear for you, Mar- Martha. This is what I expect that Jesus is getting ready to do when he walks into the scene with Martha is that he is getting ready to make her burdens light and take away the anxiousness and take away the worry and take away the concern of everything that has just happened. But instead, he says to her, your sister Mary has chosen the one thing that's necessary. Your sister Mary has chosen something that is better than the thing that you have chosen. And I think part of what we're seeing roll out and unplay right here is a classic case of FOMO. Now, what's FOMO? FOMO is one of those abbreviation things that you use, you know, that, that, that the kids use. I can remember, I still remember the very first time I saw like abbreviation slang and I didn't know what it meant and I had to Google it. Yeah, yes. It's like, it's a very adult milestone. I, rem- I will, let me tell you the tale. I was driving down the road, driving down the road and I looked up and there was this big billboard. This is several years ago. And it said something, 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 YOLO. And I was like, YOLO, what's that mean? And I had somebody in the car with me who was of a similar age to me. And I said, what's that? And they said, I don't know. And we had to get out our phones and Google, what does YOLO mean? So for those of you who don't know, it means you only live once. And I don't know if you've had this experience, but if you've ever seen one of the hashtag trendy little like short blippy phrases, abbreviations, the words that we're using and you've had to Google it, you know that you have just moved from a stage of, I think that is the defining move between adolescence and adulthood. And I would stand by that claim. I think that when that happens, when you open that Google bar, boop, boop, you just whoop, you leave adolescence. It's not buying a car. It's not buying a house. It's certainly not anything like getting married or anything like it is moving from having to Google the phrases to not having to Google the phrases. That's the line. That's the line. FOMO is one of these phrases that we use, and it stands for fear of missing out. Stands for fear of missing out. And it's actually becoming this researched phenomenon because more and more we see this psychological response that we have this tendency to be anxious and worried about what is it that I'm a part of and what is it that I'm not part of? And what am I missing out on right now? And what am I potentially missing out on right now? And it's increasing. And the thing is it can create absolutely paralyzing decision-making fatigue in our life because we're never quite sure which thing we should be grabbing onto. And we find ourselves in these moments where we're constantly looking at what other people are doing and we're saying, man, there's this birthday party and I wonder if I should get to that birthday party. And, and, and what if I don't get invited to after dinner drinks at this thing? And what if my kids aren't involved in all the right sports stuff? And if they're not involved in all the right music stuff, and that means they won't get a scholarship to the school that they're supposed to get at. So if we miss out on this, it creates this reoccurring thing of missing out on the life that I hope and I dream for my kids 
to someday have? What if I miss out on turning in the exact right amount to max out my retirement funds? And what does that mean? And I'm always concerned about am I missing out on something and it increases the worry and it increases the anxiety in my life and I'm stressed about it because the truth is at the end of the day, you're always missing out on something. We have to choose our missing out. Because the truth is, if you go to the birthday dinner, which is amazing, you're missing out on studying. And the truth is that if you go to after dinner drinks with colleagues, you're missing out on rest time that you might need. And the truth is that if your kids are involved in every single one of the activities, you might be missing out on valuable family time, or you might be missing out on making sure that they hear the more necessary thing of the gospel and of the love of God and of a commitment to growing up in his plans and in his ways. The truth is if you're making sure you're always investing and maxing out your retirement fund, you might be missing out on extra family vacations right now. And the truth is none of those things are bad. All of those things are good, but we're always having to fight this fear of missing out because at some extent we're always going to be missing out on something. And here stands Martha and she's trying to choose and she's trying to decide and there sits Mary and she had to choose and she had to decide and it's about more than just am I going to work or am I going to be a lingerer because you have to dig into what is happening in this story. Martha was missing out on more than just sitting at Jesus' feet and Mary was missing out on more than just being a helpful sister. What Martha was doing was participating in the social, cultural expectations of her at the time. And what Mary did is said, I've chosen to miss out on doing what's expected of me. And I've chosen to miss out on just being where everyone thinks that I should be. See, Martha and Mary were women, right? And at the time and in the moment, the place for women was to be preparing and to be the chiefs of hospitality. And it was expected that when they welcomed someone into their home, that they would go and they would do the important, valuable work of preparing the space. And it was unexpected. In fact, it was not allowed for them to be sitting at the feet of a teacher because that was the posture of someone who was learning. Mary put herself in the place with the other disciples as Jesus continued to teach them. And this is a place that she was previously forbidden from under the Jewish laws of the time to come and sit at that place. Martha is not just concerned that her sister is not being helpful. Yes, she's worried about that. But Martha is concerned about what is my sister doing out of place Place right now? What is my sister doing in a position that is not culturally acceptable for her to do, be in right now? Why is my sister participating in something that is outside of the normal expectations of this moment and this? And what are people going to say about her? And what are people going to say about us? And what is this going to mean?
mean for her life if she doesn't line up with all of the things that everyone is expecting her to do. And Mary said, I might miss out on all of that. I might miss out on helping with some of that. And I might miss out on getting invited to some things because somebody thinks that I'm out of position right now. And I might have ended up offending some people because they're concerned that I'm not participating in the way that they thought I should participate. And I might have had to say I'm unsigning up from some of the cultural expectations from the moment, but I have to find myself at the feet of Jesus. She chose the more necessary thing for her life. She chose the thing that she had to run after. She said, I have a fear of missing out as well, but if I have to miss out on something, I refuse to miss out on being with Jesus. I refuse to miss out on a life that's committed to who he is. I refuse to miss out on a life that learns what it means to be a follower of Jesus. I refuse to miss out on being at his feet. I refuse to miss out at being in his house. I refuse to miss out on a chance to worship him. I refuse to miss out on gathering together with other believers. I refuse to miss out on saying prayers. I refuse to miss out on a chance to give. I refuse to miss out on being part of what God is doing. And I'm asking us today to evaluate, are we living our lives by what is culturally normal and what is considered acceptable and what other people are expecting us to do? we can get away with a lot of things by just saying and by just going along with the flow, by just signing up for everything that we could possibly be a part of. We can, it's expected that you should do things that will advance your career. It's expected that you'll take every promotion that's ever offered up in front of you. It's expected that you should try to get your kids into every activity you can possibly get them into. It's expected that you should make sure you make the effort to be at everything that you're ever invited to so that you can be a good family member and a good community member and a good neighbor to everyone and everything. But, but are we trading something that's good for the one thing that's necessary, for the one thing that he called us to? For the one thing that Jesus said, I want you to come and to be with me. I want you to come and to be with me. And as the keys start to play, so I'll start to finish up because we all have somewhere to be. I want us to think about this thought. What is the one thing that's necessary? It's not that what Martha was doing wasn't important. And it's not that what Martha was doing was invaluable. It's not that what Martha was doing didn't need to get done. It's that it wasn't the one thing that's necessary. It wasn't the chief priority of the moment. I don't know if you've ever, you know, been trying to do, like, going on a trip or maybe hosting something at your house, and you have to start, you have all of these things that have to get done, and you have to start prioritizing them in your mind and going, okay, what absolutely has to be done 
in order for us to get on this trip. And then, and then you kind of move down that list. And then what would be really good for it to get done for us to get on this trip? And what would be nice if we could get it done before we left? And what's like, yeah, if we get to that, that's fine, right? You, you have this list of the, I absolutely have to have all of our passports together before we leave. And I absolutely have to have clothes on before we leave. Sometimes it gets real basic. And it would be nice if I could get all the laundry done before we leave. And it would be nice if we could let our neighbors know before we leave. And we move down the list and, and what Jesus is telling Martha is he says, hey, you've taken the it would be nice things and you've put them up here above the one thing that's necessary. The one thing that I came for. I came so that you could have relationship with me. And you're putting all of your work and all of your worry and all of your desire to stand up to the expectations of the moment above the one thing. I want to ask you today, what's getting in, way, in the way of your relationship with Jesus? What's keeping you from committing to being part of a service every weekend? What's keeping you from committing to being someone who gives into making sure other people encounter the love of God? What's, what's, what's binding up your relationship with Jesus? Because I think all of us have a tendency to get like Martha and get busy doing all of the things that we need to do in our own minds. And I just heard Jesus saying to us today that there is one thing that's necessary. There's one thing that I've called you to. There's one thing that I'm asking of you to lean into who I am. As we leave today, I want to pray a prayer over those of you who are saying, I can feel in myself. It's time for me to make a fresh commitment that I am gonna be all in with God. That I'm not gonna be like Martha getting busy and getting lost and getting turned around in all of the things and all of the worries and all of the expectations that I feel from my family and from my colleagues and from social media and all of the things that are pulling. No, I've chosen today. Today, I am making a commitment that the one thing is the priority in my life. That when you find me, if you find me missing out, you're not gonna find me missing out on Jesus. When you find me, you're not gonna find me missing out on being in his presence. When you find me, you're not going to find me missing out on being part of the family of God. If you know that today is a day of commitment for you, I just want you to stand to your feet as a symbol of that commitment, standing up right where you are in this room and saying, I have decided that I am walking the long road with Jesus. I have decided that nothing's holding me back from being in person of his presence. I have decided that I'm not going to be back and forth. I have decided that if I have to miss out on something, I'll miss out on all of that before I miss out on being in relationship with Jesus. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you came to us. We thank you that you have a heart for us. And God, for these people who have standed with a, stood with a fresh commitment today, 
to being in your house, I speak over them that they would be rooted, that they would be established, that they are committing to something fresh and to something new with you, God.